You know, I remember growing up in a, let's just say a conservative type of denomination. We're talking about demons, the spiritual realm, and things of that nature. It just wasn't happening. In fact, the underlying thought pattern was that if you don't talk about those things, if you don't pay attention to demons, then they won't pay attention to you. If you ignore their existence, they will ignore your life and you don't have to ever worry about them or be concerned with them. But now let me ask you this question. Was Jesus concerned with demons? And if you're a Christian, if you are by definition someone who have come to say that I am now making myself a disciple of Jesus, I'm going to imitate Jesus, I'm going to walk like Jesus and I want Jesus to save me. Okay, That's what a Christian is. And if that's what you put on your Facebook under religious views, and if if you're the person that goes to church every Sunday or whatever day of the week, and that's what you identify as. But yet this idea of demons is a strange idea. Then the question has to be, was there something wrong with Jesus or if there's something wrong with how you think about demons? Because, see, that's what happened is in my church that when I grew up, it it was just a taboo subject. And in fact, it's kind of ironic because that's how the world thinks about this subject. The world thinks about demons as a ridiculous things that does not exist, something that you don't have that has no effect on our world. And the church in some circles have adopted that very idea. Now, if the reality is, is that Jesus dealt with demons for a majority of his ministry. Now, think about this. What I mean by that is that he actually spent if you if you're going to chop up his ministry into percentages to see what did he spend a lot of time on, you would see him spending a lot of time with the poor. You will see him spending a lot of time with uh, uh, people who were oppressed and looked down upon. But you then saw in the midst of that him spending a ton of time casting out devils. You see him healing the sick and you see him casting out devils. That's like what he's up to, like all the time. In the New Testament. Now, let me ask you if you are supposed to be a disciple of Jesus, to imitate Jesus, but you never have casted out a demon, nor have ever given thought to demons. What does that say about the state of the body of Christ today? And what if, let me ask you this, what if it's possible that the reason that is, this is so taboo to speak about right now is because demons don't want them to be talked about. Because what if they knew that the, the way that they could succeed is by disarming Christians, disarming the people of God from the knowledge of the truth of who they are and what have been, what's been given to them? Because if they understood who they are, in Christ and the authority that's been given to them, 
Well, those demons are in trouble. But as lot, but they are very welcome. They they feel very welcome in churches and in Christians. Yes, I use the word in Christians. As long as those churches and Christians do not practice their authority and act like demons don't exist, they will operate below the surface. They will infiltrate in ways that are seemingly, well, let me say like this, that are undetectable to those who do not discern, to those who do not even desire to give uh, entertain uh, to entertain the thought of demons that could be work, working amongst them. And one of the principal lies of that is that, that demons, quote unquote, cannot influence Christians or believers. And here's the reality of this brothers and sisters. I have casted out more demons out of people who are professing believers in Christ than out of anyone else. Why? How? Because those are the types of people who seek deliverance most of all. People who know the truth, who've re read the Bible and have identified the symptoms, have identified that there's something wrong with them and it lines up with a demonic oppression. Now, I'm not saying that Christians are, are possessed like the ways that you could think of, the ways that the world presents that. No, I'm talking about influence through addictions, through outrage of anger, through manipulate, manipulate, manipulation spirits, through uh, being in houses and and causing distress, nightmares, extreme living in, in extreme fears, uh, paranoias, um, hearing of voices, strange things happening in houses, all these strange things that, that we can think about. Yes, they can happen to Christians too. I remember when I was a kid, my family were Christians. I was a Christian. I grew up Christian. And I remember then one night I just started having dreams, night terrors, uh, a dream where a demon came and just strangled me. And and the next night, the same thing happened. And I was a little kid, so small, I, I couldn't even comprehend it. Right. And I remember uh, for weeks and for months, I started getting these night terrors that get worse and worse. And 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 it's the most horrific type of feeling for a child. And my mom started getting more distressed about what was happening to me. And I remember she prayed and and sought the Lord and and God showed her that there were demons that have been given authority over my life and no one knew that no one understood it. And she had to go and take back uh, ground in our household. She had to go and curse the demonic activity that was going on in the house. And what I just mean by that is commanding them to leave in the name of Yeshua, getting rid of anything in the house that could be an open door. Um, in my mom's house, I remember she had a lot of, uh, as far as I remember, you know, I was I was young, but I remember she had um, these, you know, African, because we grew up in South Africa, so African type of uh, statues, uh, little decorations, let me say, and things of that nature that you would put up in your house, right? And my mom was convicted by God, who just kept putting this image of this thing that she owned in her mind, and she ended up burning it. And all and suddenly everything stopped. 
the oppressions, the attacks, the night terrors that I've been having as a kid stopped. And now why was it though that I was attacked? You see, and this is key is we need to understand that Satan sees on our life calling. He sees when God has called a child for his purposes and the enemy will dispatch demons, agents to try and put fear in the heart of that child. And that's what he tried with me. Yeah, maybe Satan could, uh, I don't know, but, you know, maybe he, he saw something coming because God was calling my life. I'm not special, but my God is. And I ended up entering a calling of a ministry of casting out a lot of demons. Well, the enemy's tactic is we'll get them while they're young. Pharaoh, think about Pharaoh. Satan infiltrates Pharaoh's mind in Egypt and tells Pharaoh to get rid of all the babies, the Israelite babies who Moses was born into that generation. Satan was after the life of Moses because Satan had a feeling that something was going to happen, that God was going to raise a leader. But God is always one step ahead. The main thing that the enemy wants to do by demonic activities, by demonic oppressions, primary purpose is to put fear in you. Primary purpose is to put fear in your child. Primary purpose is to get you so scared of him that you don't dare realize who you actually are. Realize the actual authority you've been given to overthrow that kingdom of darkness. After that, I remember growing up, you know, I, I still we, the whole idea of demons was really foreign to us. But then one day I remember standing in a fellowship and there was someone, a lady who was an alcoholic. And she started manifesting a demon in this house church right there on the ground, slivering around, um, rolling around, screaming, just the typical things, just like it's written in the Bible, where it says that the, these demons were coming out of a loud scream. So there were all these people standing before me with me. And as this demon was manifesting, everyone took a step back and I'm the only one standing there. And I'm kind of looking to my left and to my right and everyone is, is taking a step back. And, and I am there now with this person, with this demon. And I can run and I can hide or I can step forward and step into what God has given me because I knew just enough about what it said in my Bible, about what God has gifted me. Authority over all the works of the devil. So I just spoke to that demon. I said, I command you right now in the name of Yeshua. I command you in the name of Jesus to go. And by the way, whether you say use the name of Yeshua, whether you use the name of Jesus. Newsflash. They know. They know who you're talking about. And so as I said this. The, the woman started getting less and less. Um, uncomfortable, let me say, and this demon started coming out of her. And suddenly she's fine. And she's crying and she feels tired, but she feels free. She feels like there's something that's lifted. It feels like there's a weight that's off her shoulders. And now now she has this responsibility to go and seek the Lord. I have responsibility to just share the gospel with her, to pray for her, to be full of the spirit and to 
and to call her to full repentance, to turn from all of her sins, lest the demons come back worse. But see, it's people have asked me this before, you know, but what about that what Yeshua said, that a demon goes into dry places, you know, after being cast out, seeking a place of rest. And if he finds none, he goes back to the house, the host where he was, and he brings back demons more, seven times more. And I want to submit to you that that's true. But Yeshua never hesitated to cast it, to cast out a demon. The important thing is that after that happens, after that person's ex person experiences freedom, that they now make the right decision, that they now turn from sin, get filled with the spirit and run after the Lord. For if they don't, then the demons will have authority to come back worse. God's hand cannot protect someone who does not choose him. They have to choose him and then they will be set free. God's power is a hundred times, a thousand times more than anything that the enemy has. But we have to choose him. You know what people don't realize is that, you know, what I'm talking about here is is so much bigger than than we realize. And and what I mean is that, you know, when you think about uh, the spiritual realm, right? You have to realize that that realm is so much more real than this table, this microphone, or even your very own flesh. You need to understand that the spiritual realm is filled with spiritual entities, that there are angels of God, there are demons. See, Demons were all around in Yeshua's day. If you look at how many times he was casting them out, but they didn't go away. They're all around today as well. They are working in and through people. They are in houses. They are in places in this world, in a different realm above ours. But at the same time, there is there are angels, there are agents of God. We read about this in Daniel chapter 10, for example, how this angel was dispatched when Daniel started praying and fasting to to minister to Daniel. Same thing when Yeshua was in the wilderness and he prayed and he fasted. Angels were dispatched and the, but first, remember what happened is Yeshua had to reject Satan, reject the demons who came and tried to seduce him, tempt him with things of this world. And, and after he rejected the voice of the enemy of the demonic, he immediately thereafter, the angel was there to minister to him. And in the same way, we have to reject the voices of the demonic because we know our father's voice. That's why Yeshua said, reject the enemy and he will flee from you. It is when you reject him that you can now have the angels come and minister to your heart. Even though I'm not going to pretend to fully understand the spiritual realm, because none of us do, we do see hints of it and of describing how it operates. We see that there are different ranks of angels and demons. We see, for example, even in Daniel chapter 10, how the prince of Persia was the one that stopped God's angel from coming to Daniel to minister to him initially. 
And that prince of Persia had to be overthrown by God's angels before they could come. The prince of Persia refers to a prince, a demonic entity that is a in a in a in a let me say a hierarchy of being a prince. But there are demonic entities that are way lower than that, right? That are busy with tasks that are less, um, you know, just like just think about this in terms of government. Think about this in terms of military today in human terms and worldly terms In any type of institution. There is hierarchy. You have a, a leader and then you have just as God even gave Moses, right? You have leaders of tens and hundreds and thousands, right? You have these leaders over others. And in the same way, just as the president of the United States would be very much involved with dealing with a very high level decisions, you will have a police officer of the United States being very involved with the day to day more um, lower in hierarchy um, assignments and duties. And so in the same way, in whether it's in God's kingdom or whether it's in the kingdom of darkness, that those kingdoms have hierarchy. And in terms of demons, there are hierarchies. So oftentimes when we are dealing with a spirit of lust, that's a very low on the hierarchy uh, type of demon. Uh, that's very that's a that's a that can be assigned to an individual to assigned to you assigned to me to tempt you to try and find to he, the demon is literally waiting there waiting for you to be weak waiting for you to be in a struggling season of life waiting for you to be more vulnerable in and how you feel and so forth and when that moment arrives, just like when Jesus, think about when Yeshua was in the wilderness, he's weak, he's hungry, he hasn't eaten, he's been fasting. And what happens? That's when Satan shows up. That's when the enemy comes to try and tempt. See, the demon comes in and tries to tempt you when you feel at your weakest because he knows that's his highest chance of success. But it is when we are living in relationship with our father, when we have intimacy with him, when we are seeking his ways, when we have an active prayer life, that we can be guarded against the temptations of the devil. But brothers and sisters, it's when we aren't guarded against that because we don't have an active prayer life, because we aren't spending with the Father time every morning, afternoon and night. That our mind, our flesh can get overrun with unclean thoughts and ideas, and we can be run by our flesh emotions that the enemy is trying to to influence, but you can truly live in freedom. You can truly look. There's always temptations that come for us, but but you can truly live in a freedom, being able to reject the enemy, telling him, Satan, get behind me. And as you do, he gets behind you because that's what the Bible says needs to happen. I, I want to now take on this segment just some time to just chat with you about you know, what does that look like very practically to cast out a demon and what is there to look out for? There are many things to discuss here, and perhaps we will have a another teaching going further into this. But just high level, I want to just sh share with you that 
when you are casting out demons and you you speak from this authority that you have see this is not a, a thing that you work up to this is not a oh how much am i supposed to work how many how many laws of the bible do i keep how many things do i do for god before i can cast out a demon i remember once i spoke to a guy and he said and i asked him about casting out demons and he said yo peter you know what one day i, I just need to keep the sabbath a bit more Hey, you know what? I just need to like um, keep a few more of these and those laws. I need to learn more about this and that thing. And then I'll, I'll, I can go there. Then I'll be mature enough. See, what people don't understand is that the day that you become a believer, you get baptized into Christ and your pain of your sins is the day that that authority is given to you. And it is from that day on that you can cast out demons, that you can pray for the sick and see them recover. And you can see the Holy Spirit move in and through you in many powerful ways. It's not because of what you've done. You see, if it's because of your good works that demons leave, then you don't need Jesus. There's no need even for his sacrifice. Why do you think it was that demons only started getting cast out on a mass scale like it was in the New Testament after Yeshua has ascended, when his disciples then started doing it on a large scale? Why is that? Because his work was needed to prepare the way for our, us to have that authority. He needed to cleanse our temples so that that authority of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit itself, therefore, can rest in us so that the demons would have to submit to us. The thing that stands in the way of that, however, is our flesh. This mind, this carnal, carnal mind of ours, that's always at enmity with the Spirit of God. That's always trying to come to to tell us things. It can't happen. It won't happen. You look like a fool. The demon is not going to listen to you, or you don't have the authority yet. You need to do this, this, this more before you can do this. What do you, you know, all of these excuses are just made by the flesh. So if that's why Yeshua said this kind of demon comes out, not but by prayer and fasting when the disciples couldn't cast out the demon, because there is a need of prayer and fasting in our lives. It is expected of us because that would help us to have self-control over our flesh. So brothers and sisters, when you are now with that person, who who may have a demon you, you don't know let's just say you don't know but you have a feeling you know they 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 have outbursts of anger rage they are hearing voices perhaps maybe they 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 don't have any you know it's kind of like they lose control in their bodies in their minds there's a force that they could tell you that comes over them that they cannot have control over those are very telling signs if i'm not sure but I, I i'm like i have a hunch you know if someone is being oppressed by a demon and they need deliverance i'll just ask them hey have you ever had deliverance have you ever gone for that let someone pray for you to be delivered you know and, and then sometimes i say that to someone and then they'll be like no you know I've, I've done that before and and you know i mean i i don't believe i have anything you know, oftentimes they may know they have demon, demonic oppression. Sometimes they just don't. And but I just asked him, Bill, can I pray for you for that? Let's just let's just see. And people are usually gracious and allow that. And I just say in the name of Yeshua. Right now, I speak to every unclean spirit, every demon right now. 
every spirit of witchcraft in the name of Yeshua, I command you to leave now. Every spirit of lust, I command you to leave now. Every unclean spirit of divinations, of sorceries, I command you to leave now. Every spirit of anger, of rage, I command you to leave now in the name of Yeshua. You come up and out and you leave this person. I speak right now to every unclean spirit that is trying to oppress them in the name of Yeshua, of depression and suicide. And I command you to leave now in the name of Yeshua. You will submit right now. And so as I pray this way, some of you may even be experiencing deliverance right now. And if that's the case, you need to continue praying. You need to continue casting it out. And if there's someone with you, they need to cast this out. You see, there's there's when we start calling these things out, they start manifesting themselves. They stay, the demons are forced to come to the surface when they are discovered, when they are called out in the name of Yeshua. They try their best to hide, but it is when we push for them to identify themselves that they must. And this is like all things. This is a thing of faith. We have to believe that we have been given this authority, not because of what you've done. And that means that you can believe for it. You're free to believe for it. You don't have to feel restricted or kept from that authority. You can freely believe because it's been freely given. You didn't have to work for it because Yeshua did. And from that belief, there comes freedom. What's going to start happening is this person will start manifesting these demons in whichever way. Sometimes it's more quiet. Sometimes it's not a big deal. Sometimes it's a big thing a lot of strange movements, right? Sometimes it's a very quiet thing. Sometimes someone just gets a lot of like, like pain in their body suddenly, or they feel um, uh, like, like air. I know this is, may sound strange, but, but some people have like, um, they feel like they want to burp, right? They, they feel like there's something that's leaving through their mouths. Like, that's what people have said they experience. What will happen is in that deliverance, sometimes the person will just want to look away from you, not look in your eyes. Or they'll even, uh, the demon will cause them to put their their fingers in their ears and, and close their ears off or or close their, they'll do this. They'll, they'll, they don't want to look at you. They, the, the demon just is trying to, to hide away because the eye is the lamp of the body the lamp to the soul. And so when they see you and the Holy Spirit is in you, what they really see is, is Christ. And that terrifies them. That's why they're trying to make close their eyes, because when they see the fire in your eyes, Yeshua who lives there, who's in your lamp, in your heart, then they 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 are called out to leave and they close their ears because they don't want to hear you. And so I would command the demons, if they are doing that, I command you in the name of Yeshua right now to look at me. And you know what's amazing is that even in doing so, it's like, you know, <laughs> someone will will feel like, you know, they want to look away because a demon is, is, is influencing them and they just they're like that. And then when I command the demon, they just go like this. It's like their body is forced to look and eyes are forced open because that's the power of the Holy Spirit. That is what he is doing. 
And then he just comes and he breaks those chains, sets those people free. But you need to understand that whatever comes out of the mouth of that person who's oppressed, when that demon, if the demon speaks through the mouth, take it with salt. Um, maybe that's a South African metaphor. But what I just mean by that is uh, take it with, um, don't take it too seriously um, because they are liars. Satan is the father of lies. Therefore, if these demons are his children, they are children of lies. Recognize that they're going to try and say whatever they can say to keep you from believing that you have the authority to do what you're doing. They will try and cause self-doubt, doubt in the Holy Spirit, doubt in the power of God, doubt in whatever, because this at this moment, when they are starting to be exposed and starting to show themselves, the only thing they could really do, the only thing they have left in their arsenal is to get you to stop. That's it. It's to get you to give up is to. And the only way they can do that is by convincing you of some lie of why you should convincing you that you you don't have the power, you don't have the authority and so on. Recognize that you may be dealing if this is a deep issue, right? If this person has a long history of oppressions or many uh, severe oppressions, they can sometimes have many demons. And when you're dealing with a, a, a legion, because remember, this is what the demons told Yeshua when Yeshua asked them, you know, who What's your name? You know, they told Yeshua, we are legion for we are many. Now, they said that likely because they wanted to use that same strategy we were just talking about of of um, intimidation of, oh, we are many. We are a legion, you know, this and what that was, it was this intimidation strategy of, oh, you know, you may feel like, well, there's a there's a lot of demons, you know, I don't know if I could do with that. You know, that's what they even tried of Yeshua, because that's what they try with everyone. It is their thing when they do that, you know, when they and and just like I said, ignore that and just keep going. But recognize that there can be many. Recognize that there can be not just one, but many. And sometimes what you'll have is you'll have the higher the, the demons of higher hierarchy in a way be sitting at the bottom. Uh, just if if I could just use speech use metaphor, metaphorical speech to try and explain this the best I can. Imagine a cup, right? And in this cup you have um, all these rocks thrown in and at the bottom of the cup, the rocks at the way bottom, they are the rocks, the demons of higher hierarchies and they will be at the bottom. And so when you're casting on demons, the, the, the demons of lower hierarchy, the small ones, if you will, will be the first ones to go because they're they're sitting on top and they will be leaving. They will leave. And it'll it'll it may and they may be a lot of them. They, it may feel like it's taking forever. You know what people sometimes think? They think that a deliverance is always going to be like this. It's always going to be instantaneous. And and glory to God when that happens, right? And some of it does have to do with our maturity, our level of faith. However, that doesn't mean that if things take long, that there's necessarily something that's wrong. It may just mean even that you're dealing with a lot, a lot of demons. And so when you're calling one out, one leaves, 
calling out, another one leaves, they leave, they leave, they leave. And then you may come to one where it's like this one just doesn't want to leave. And it's like, what's going on? And at that point, you need to ask the Lord for this gift of discernment, this spiritual gift of discernment that he promises for believers, where he can give you discernment over the spirit that you're dealing with now to understand what is the oppression that has given this spirit authority in this person's life. Because sometimes this person needs to really uh, 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 forgive someone uh, or have uh, an inward repentance. And those issues can be spoken to you by the Holy Spirit. I will I will stand there in my heart. I will say, Lord, what is going on? And I will listen. And I'm waiting for the Lord to just say, oh, her father. And I'll say, what's going on with your father? I remember once we were casting on demons out of a girl who had um, her mother had been um, throughout her childhood doing witchcraft and sacrifices of witchcraft for this girl and with this girl. And so she grew up with a lot of demonic oppression. By the time she got to me, you know, um, we, I prayed for her and the same thing happened. We got to a point where there was like a, a wall and I asked the Lord. And, and what happened was I started saying to her, I believe there's something with your mother and you need to forgive your mother that for the fact that she has led you into these witchcrafts when you were a young child. And she went ahead and she forgave her mother. And she started speaking in tongues. And I remember that God gave me a gift of interpretation of tongues in that moment. And she was speaking in tongues. And this is not something that she's really done before. All right. But she was getting delivered. And from that deliverance, she's speaking in tongues. And the Lord showed me things that she was saying. It was regarding her mother, all these things. And I repeated it back to her. And these were things that I could not have known. And she was like, oh, wow, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because God gave me interpretation of her tongue, which were saying things about her mom I could never know. And this was a confirmation to her of the Holy Spirit's work and power. And she was set free from all demons and she was launched into ministry. She has been on fire. Um, wow, it's such a good story. So, you know, I, I, I just wanted to share with you guys some of these things to think about. It's really important for us to open up this can of worms. It's important for the body to start talking about this more than ever before. You know, I have had um, people have been receiving dreams. I and this has been multiple now people just saying, being convicted by the Holy Spirit to learn about causing our demons. And maybe you're perhaps you're even watching this because he's convicted you to do so. I can sit here all day talking about this and, and I'm and I'm going to make more videos about this. But I want to end off with this. 
the best teacher and let me say it like this everything that i've ever learned about casting out demons wasn't from reading a book it wasn't from watching youtube videos as great as that is right that's why i'm doing this at the same time you have to recognize that the best way to learn any spiritual gift or to be how to be used by the holy spirit or anything like that is to practice it and it is in the practice that you make mistakes because that's the part of the deal is learning what did not work walking away from an encounter and being like well what happened what did i do wrong god show me and then the next time you've grown and it goes better and better it's a muscle it's like anything you have to learn it through trial and error what i'm trying to say is go cast out some devils what i'm trying to say is you need to practice this. This is not optional. The church has made, has made this optional. It's not. It's, it's so unfortunate that that's many of our churches churches are full of demons. And I'm, I'm not just say that flippantly. I say that because this is why the state of the mainstream church, the modern Western mainstream church is the way it is. This is why sin has crept into the degree it has, because demons are welcome in church. They come to church more often than Christians do these days. And it's because we've tolerated them. It's because we have not put our foot down at the door. It's because we have not casted them out. Because what will the people think? What if we scare someone? If Jesus was concerned with what people thought, he wouldn't be Jesus. He wouldn't be Yeshua. He wouldn't be the Messiah. If your pastor is more concerned, and dear pastor, if you're listening, please listen. If you are thinking about losing members because you're going to cause all devils, who do you serve? Who do you worship? There is a need for deliverance. There is a need. People are in bondage. People are in chain. This is why we have so many people now signing up for some of the conferences we've been putting up. It's not because of me. It's not because of anything of PD. It's not because of it's just because of the Holy Spirit who's now putting hunger in the hearts of people and they have somewhere to go to learn. That's there's a hunger and pasture leader if you would minister to that hunger, if you would minister deliverance from the demonic, you don't have to worry about losing people because Yeshua had people come from all over the known world to his ministry to be set free. They didn't just come to listen to a sermon. They didn't just come to listen to the law of Moses, as beautiful as that is. They came because they wanted to be delivered. And there is power in the name of Yeshua. There is power. And if we do not proclaim a Messiah that has the power to set free, what are we doing? What makes us different from the Pharisees who rejected him? If we reject his power today in how we proclaim him, because if you proclaim him 
just as a Messiah of truth, but not a Messiah of spirit, then you're not proclaiming the full Messiah for all that he is and all that he has died for you and me to have. Share this video. Satan will certainly hate it if you do. <laughs> like this video and um, please share the importance of this in your fellowship. If this video has blessed you, please consider partnering with us. Special thank you to our partners who have made this important video possible. I love you guys. See you guys in the next one. Shalom. Shalom.